We continue our OVC 75th year podcast series with former OVC Senior Associate Commissioner for Operations, Ron English. Ron is now the director of the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship. At one time, he was the longest tenured staff member in OVC history, serving the league for 15 years. He held virtually every job in the office, including working with tournament operations, scheduling, finances, marketing, media relations. In addition to becoming the league's first ever compliance officer, he also had a brief tenure as the OVC supervisor of men's basketball officials, and he was even the interim commissioner. We talked about everything he accomplished during his time at the OVC and what changes he saw along the way. Now, my conversation with Ron English. Ron, thanks for taking time out of your day to join us on the OVC uh, podcast. Hey, no problem, Kyle. I'm, I'm thrilled to do it. Thanks. Well, we're trying to get a, a variety of guests. You're an OVC Hall of Famer. You were here during past uh, anniversary. So now we're, we've reached 75, which is a milestone. We'll get to all of that, but kind of wanted to start off and just let people know your background. Like what, what led you to, in, to intercollegiate athletics and then how did that sort of lead you to the OVC? Well, uh, when, I, when I started out, when, when I graduated college, which was, um, you know, quite a while ago. You don't have uh, to say the exact date. That's fine. <laughs> no, I, I went to Western Michigan University, had a great time there, great four years. And, and um, you know, I, I, I was, you, you know, even, even as I was going to college, you know, it's one of those things, okay, what are you going to major in and all that kind of stuff and really didn't know. Uh, kind, kind of picked up early on just the uh, the journalism, the uh, TV radio thing. And so that's kind of what I went into. And that's what I got my degree in was journalism. And so when I got done, I, I thought I was going to go into the radio field or did go into the radio field and, and wanted to be like a play-by-play person, you know, eventually at the uh, pro level somewhere. Um, because everybody wants to get to the very top. And so I did go into radio, small market type stuff, and I tried to work my way up a little bit, but it just wasn't happening. Um, And after seven years of that, you know, I was married, had our first child, and kind of got into the sports information field from there um, as a graduate assistant at SIU Edwardsville. And so I was at Edwardsville for a couple of years and right across the river, the Missouri Valley was, was headquartered there or was moving its headquarters from Tulsa or Atlanta or wherever they were. And they were coming over and they were looking for people. And so uh, after a couple of years, I jumped over to the Missouri Valley and that's really how I got into to, um, uh, athletics, you know, again, as a uh, graduate assistant in the SID office. Um, and then going to uh, the Missouri Valley, that led to the Ohio Valley, which then led to here uh, at the NCAA. So it's kind of been a, uh, you know, stepping all the way to, you know, again, working on currently, you know, one of the biggest sporting events really in the world, which is, which is really kind of cool. Um, but, uh, but, th- but that's, that's, that's how it all started. And it's good to have that background. You worked at a school and then you get that perspective and then a conference. And now, you know, at the NCAA, you, you know how it works at those uh, lower level uh, rungs. Well, I, I, I do. And, and, and actually it was early on in my tenure at SIU Edwardsville, um, which was division two at the time. And Steve Weller was the SID and I thought he did a fabulous job. Steve did. Um, 
and he just took a flyer on me. I mean, he didn't know me. I mean, I never met him, didn't come for an interview. It was all on the phone. You know, back in those days, there was no Zoom. There, you know, it wasn't anything like that. So it was just a phone call and a letter. And even when I wrote him, you know, and he points out to me, even to this day, you know, when I wrote him the letter, uh, I misspelled his name. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And he hired me anyway, uh, which which is uh, which which is maybe foolish on his part. But but anyway, I, I learned early on just just working in the SID circles there. Um. You, you know, I mean, the SID is a tough business because there's so many sports and you have to cover everything and all that kind of stuff. And at that lower level like that, you're doing you're doing almost everything every day. And and I, I just thought, you know what, this isn't long term for me. I am not going to be doing this for the rest of my life. You know, God bless the people who do because they they, um, you know, it's a great profession and uh, SIDs do a great you know, they do great work. Um little different at the conference level. And so I did, you know, do some media stuff when I was at the Missouri Valley. Um, and that was totally different. Um, uh, but, but still, you know, dabbled in it there before moving to the, to the OVC, at which time I really kind of got out of the day-to-day SID type stuff. We hired some people to do that. And, um, but it, it, uh, you know, that, that, that's really how it all started. And you're right. You know, I had a perspective from 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 being at a school and then uh, really most of my career was spent, you know, has been spent at the conference level, which is, as you know, I mean, you've been there a long time. It's, it's great work. Really, really love conference work. So just going through some of the responsibilities you had at the OVC and over the time, I don't know if the podcast is long enough, but operations, scheduling, finance, compliance, marketing, media relations, you're a COO when you, when you left, uh, interim commissioner, you, you basically, you basically did every job at the OVC. And when you have a small staff, that's what you had to do. When you first started, how big was the staff in your first years? And then how did that grow over your time at the OVC? Well, uh, when, uh, Dan Beebe hired me, um, and when Dan hired, he, he was he was fairly new. Uh, it was early in her, his tenure as the commissioner there as well. Uh, there, there was a person that was doing media, uh, but Dan, um, you know, I think he had left uh, maybe even before I arrived. And, and then there was a secretary and, that, you know, that was pretty much it. Um, and I think the secretary was part time. So it, it really was tiny, and, and I came in and um, really kind of did some compliance work, um, oversaw the media. I guess I did that for a while, but we, you know, we hired, uh, I, I think, um, you know, might have been Rob Washburn. Um, you know, I, I can't remember if he was the first one we hired, but I mean, we hired somebody pretty, pretty quickly to, um, to do uh, the media relations part of things, but that, that was it. I mean, we eventually, you know, brought in some marketing, you know, marketing person and, um, you know, developed a few other folks from there, but I mean, it, it was really, uh, not a big staff at the time. And, um, so that keeps you fresh though, right? Cause every day is maybe a little something different when, when there's only a couple of you. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely was. And it, and it was it, it was kind of a, a, a geographic change for me too, being a Midwesterner, 
you know, being from the Detroit area, again, I was a Midwesterner all my life. And then, you know, coming to, to um, you know, middle Tennessee, um, which was absolutely fine. Uh, I had no issues with it, but it was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a culture change and, and uh, a little bit of a weather change too. Um, uh, but that was, that, that was all good. And, and I, I can remember coming in for my interview with, with Dan. So, so I did have a face-to-face -face interview. I came to the OVC offices uh, with, with Dan uh, to, to meet with Dan. And, and the genesis of that was Dan and um, um, Doug Elgin, who was the commissioner of the Missouri Valley at the time, <clears throat> and I was working at the Missouri Valley. Dan and Doug knew each other. And, and I think, you, you know, the, the, those kind of things, you know, maybe... Maybe um, maybe Dan knew that, um, or or Doug knew that Dan was looking for you know some folks or looking to hire and and you know maybe recommended me and that kind of thing. And so I came in and I met with Dan, and he started talking about and and I didn't know my Tennessee geography at the time. <laughs> So he starts talking about going to Cookville and Clarksville and all this. And I'm thinking, where in the world are these places? <laughs> you know, um, because again, I'm coming from the big city. I'm, I'm coming, you know, the Missouri Valley was in, in St. Louis, and and I'm, you know, from the Detroit area. But I mean, it's awesome. I mean, those cities are just so great, and and everything. You know, all the other places that I went in the, in the OVC were. Were, were great, whether it was, you know, Richmond or Moorhead or, you know, anywhere. I mean, I, and again, I, I certainly wasn't familiar with, with those spots when I started, but, but uh, didn't take long to get familiar with them. And, and they're just, they're, they're great places. They really are. One of the things you did and you did well, the basketball tournament uh, manager and really kind of helped take that, you know, into the high profile neutral site venue, thing that it's become today like what 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 were those early tournaments like maybe compared to you know at the end of your the tenure here and and, and how things changed oh man they changed quite a bit i mean when we first went to the old municipal auditorium which is which is which was great uh, I, I, you know not nothing nothing I, I have nothing bad to say about that place it was just they they weren't necessarily used to um to doing a lot of basketball there. Maybe, maybe they had done the Harlem Globetrotters and that was about it. So it, it, it's funny, they, they roll out there. Uh, it, it was, had to be the first year we were there and um, they roll out their court and we're getting ready for teams to come out and warm up or do their practice, you know, before the game started the next day and that kind of thing. And, I remember they they and, and this is part of my fault too. I mean they they didn't they didn't mop the court before we used it. So it was a little dusty and it, it was a little slippery. Okay. And I remember Dave Farrar, who was the, the coach at the time of Middle Tennessee State, he was getting on my case. He says, What the heck is going on here? What you? and rightly so. Uh, rightly so, because it, it was, it, you know, the players were sliding around and that kind of thing. And, 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 and um, you know, obviously we got that corrected for, um, for the games, but, uh, but, but I remember that 
I do also remember these old basket stanchions that they had, and they had these huge cinder blocks on the back of the stanchion to hold them down on the court. I mean, it was incredible. And then the, the other thing, and Dave Luce and I still joke about this today, one of the, one of the baskets um, was a little off center. So if, if you looked at it from the free throw line, and, and I, I couldn't really see it. I don't have that, you know, I'm not a basketball player. I don't have a trained eye, but it was just a little bit crooked. And again, when I looked at it, I'm not so sure that I really, I really noticed it or anything. Um, and, um, and, and so, so we, get the, we, we get one of the workers out there, he puts a level on the, on the basket and, you know, the, the basket is level. I mean, I mean the, you know, the, the level, the bubble's in the middle. Yeah. So, uh, so there was no problem with that, but we were trying to explain to him that it was a little bit, a little bit off center. And he, he kept telling us, and, and Dave Luce was there. And again, we still joke about it today because the guy kept saying, well, the bubble's in the middle, the bubble's in the middle. <laughs> the bubble might be in the middle, but the basket still is not correct. And, and it's, um, you know, those early days were, um, were, were a little bit, um, you know, again, working with, um, working with a crew that wasn't necessarily used to basketball, but it was, it was awesome. I mean, we got it off the ground and, and obviously things have improved, uh, since that time and, um, might've been a little, you know, had a little growing pains that first year. Um, but, uh, things kind of took off from there. And for those who are listening to this, and we interviewed Dan Beebe previously, so catch that episode if you haven't. He talked about you know getting what's now Bridgestone Arena. It was the Nashville Arena back then. It changed his name ten times uh, between that. But you know they were built. The Predators were in town, so the OVC, you know, the, with that relationship, got to play their tournament. How did that kind of take things to another level with a, a brand new state of the art building? Oh, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, it, just just a. Just to you know, and again, nothing against Municipal Auditorium. I don't don't mean that at all. Um, but just to go to a brand spanking new facility that um, you know was just awesome, um, with all the amenities that go with it, all you know concessions and and just the way it looks and a huge stadium. Certainly, um, you know, too big for our needs. I mean, uh, but um, but still, that was. Um, that that was almost almost a coup because I, I I don't know how much the OVC paid for that at that time or what Dan negotiated, but um, but I don't think it was it was much. I mean, it was certainly uh, certainly what we could afford at the time, and um, just to be in that facility when it was brand new and getting off the ground, um, it was just awesome. Um, and, and, and being able to stay in Nashville and have that neutral site, um, yeah, it, it was special. Well, I know the OVC played host to some NCAA tournaments. I'm going to ask you about that later before we trans that transitions into to your work today. But talking about another tournament, the baseball tournament was another one you were in charge of for many years. And uh, when I joined the league in, in 2006 07, um, Paducah was the, had been the site for a couple of years. So that's another tournament that kind of, it was on campus sites, but Paducah was a really good host to, and really helped take that tournament. What do you remember about hosting tournaments in Paducah? Paducah really was good. I mean, it, it, it um, 
you know, the, the, I, I think the stadium we were at was, was kind of historic. Um, it was a little older, um, but. Great plane surface, though. A fantastic plane surface. Well, that's what I was getting to. I mean, we, I, I, I was going to say we didn't spare any expense, but, um, you know, in terms of getting a grounds crew and all that kind of stuff, because I don't, I don't know that we, you know, paid a lot of, lot, lot of money for, for, for that because people were willing to do it. And we had folks that worked on the SEC and, and their baseball fields and everything to come in and help us with the Missouri Valley or with the, uh, the OVC tournament in Paducah and um, the people in Paducah themselves took care of the field and, and really, um, you know, really spent a lot of time managing it and making it, uh, making it a, a great surface to play on and so yes I mean e even though the stadium was a little older dated historic whatever you want to call it the uh the infield the outfield um you know we we would hear all the time how the the bounces were true um the and and how the infield and and the the, the dirt the 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 grass uh, everything was just in top, top shape. Um, and so it, it was, you know, I, I, I know it was, you know, closer to some schools in the OVC than others. And, it, you know, maybe there was some, um, some grumblings that maybe it wasn't a true, um, you know, neutral experience, but, but, it, but it really was. Um, and, and it was, it was really a great, great site, great tournament. Um, and, um, you know, we just had a lot of, a lot of really good, good baseball over there. I, I, I do remember though, that, um, you know, part of the folks in Paducah and they, they really worked hard to, um, to recruit us and to, to bring us there. Um, but, in, in some of the events that they would have there, um, other events that they would stage at the, uh, at that uh, baseball stadium, um, you know, it would be, uh, for, for, for lack of a better term, kind of carnivalish, where they might have a, a you know, a, a table or two set up over here where they're selling jewelry or, you know, something like that. And they wanted to do that for our tournament. And I know that they were probably not happy with me when I told them, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> this is a college baseball tournament for Christ's sakes. And um, so, so we didn't, you know, we didn't do any of that, but it, it was, uh, it, it was a great setting there for the number of years that it was there. And that really paved the way you're, you know, 15 years since your last tournament there or whatever, uh, you know, we're still doing neutral sites. We've done neutral sites ever and kind of take it, taken through the footprint. So you really helped laid the ground on like the blueprint of, of what's done today. And I, I do know with your experience, then see, but yeah, obviously neutral sites, coaches like that neutrality. And, and, you know, now uh, we see that with a lot of our sports. So, um, you know, you were here, I mentioned, or you were here for the, the previous anniversaries. What do you kind of remember about, you know, when, when you look back and, and the, the history and celebrate what are those those 40th and the 50th what do you remember about the kind of uh, what you all did in those years 
Well, I, I remember putting that publication together, which was... And I've got it right here on my desk. It's really Yeah, good. which was certainly not easy to do um, because that was, um, you know, just trying to think of everything to put in there and, and how it was going to lay out and, and what kind of stories we, we would tell in there. And obviously, we had a lot of help from, uh, from a lot of the SIDs in the league uh, to help to help put that thing together. Um, but it was just I, I, more so than anything else. And, you know, maybe we'll get into this later, but, um, you know, one of the things that I really liked about the OVC overall, and a lot of the people, you know, that I would be referring to would be included in that publication. Um, but it's just the people were great. To, to a person. I mean, they were all really, really great people. And, and it, that, that's what made the OVC so special to me, um, was just the people that were a part of all the universities, you know, whether it was at the top tier at the presidential level, um, you know, down through, you know, whether it was people who worked in in the uh, university administration with academics or uh, faculty reps or then getting in, into the, uh, you know, the athletic side, the athletic folks, uh, whether it was athletic administrators or coaches, um, it was really special. I mean, they, they, they were all just great people and it was, it was great to really showcase a lot of them. Um, in the, in that publication. And, and I, I, I will, um, you know, one thing that's, um, I know one of the people that's, uh, that that's featured in there a little bit is one of the, you know, certainly one of the better basketball players throughout history in the OBC was Popeye Jones, uh, at, at Murray state, and, you know, matriculated there. And, and, and it's funny when I, when I came here to the OB or to the, uh, to the NCAA, um, they weren't married at the time, but somebody who was working in championships at the, at the NCAA ended up marrying Popeye. And so I was able to get together with him a time or two here in Indianapolis, especially when he was, you know, an assistant uh, here with the Pacers, which, you know, obviously he's not here anymore, but, um, but that was, that was kind of weird that, you know, we ran into somebody from the, from, from the olden days of the OVC, but just so many great people that were able to showcase uh, in that publication. Um, it, 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 just, it just made it special. We'll keep on that train of thought then. And we, I know you can't name everybody you work with and it was special. I don't know if you had any stories that really stood out. I want to ask you about Steve Hamilton because he's somebody I didn't really get to know, but I know he was somebody that has a big part of OV's history as a player. And then, you know, as, as Moorhead States AD, I know he's prominently featured in some of that historical stuff. Well, he, he is. And, and, and again, that, you know, just, just to pick up on, on, you know, kind of a theme that I just said, I mean, one of the nicest guys you'd, you'd ever want to meet. I mean, down to earth, uh, personable. Um, and obviously he had success uh, in, in two major sports on the, at the pro level. And, you, you know, that's almost unheard of. Um, and and just, uh, just one of the nicest people, again, you, you, you'd ever want to meet. 
and did a great job at Moorhead as well, you know, when he was an administrator there. Um, you know, because it's not easy at those at those smaller schools. Um, but you know, he, he he was awesome and 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 I just I still have a picture of of him. Um and I can't remember the um and this is way back from when, you know, again, when Middle Tennessee was in the league, and I can't remember the name of the um, president at the time at, at MTSU, but um, during one of our um, um, summer meetings, it, it, it must have been because, and you guys may still do it today. I don't know if, I, I don't know where you hold your summer meetings, but they, they kind of skipped around from campus to campus to campus. Um, and I, I don't think we were in Moorhead. I don't, I don't remember where we were, but we kind of went to one of those for dinner one night. We went to one of those, um, uh, one of those places where it, it, it's kind of a sit down meal, but, but there's also kind of a medieval, medieval times. Okay, yeah. Maybe it was in the, is the name of it, you know, and there's like jousting and, and that kind of thing. Um, out there as as part of your dinner entertainment, and um, you know we had these these uh, hats that we they gave us that were crowns, you know, as if we were kings, you know, that kind of thing. And I still have a I still have a picture of Steve and um, uh, you know and, and a couple of the rest of us sitting there with our with our crowns on. I mean, it, it, yeah, Steve Steve was great. Uh, John Stanford. Uh, at MTSU was was awesome, and you're right. I I can't I cannot name everybody. Uh, it, it, but but the one thing that struck me probably more than anything else when I moved over to the OVC from the Missouri Valley, and again nothing against the Missouri Valley at at, at the time I was I was kind of, at the time I was leaving the Missouri Valley and going to the OVC. The Missouri Valley was kind of putting all their eggs in, into the basketball basket. They were dropping the, 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 the football that they had as far as sponsorship was concerned. That's when the Gateway Conference was formed. And a lot of those schools at the, quote, one double A level that, that they were at um, were joining the Gateway because what happened is Tulsa was a member of the Missouri Valley at that time. Tulsa was more at the higher level. They were more at the 1A, the, uh, the FBS level. Um, and they kept winning the, the they, they were winning the, um, the, uh, the Missouri Valley football championship every year. And so they, they, they kind of, they, they, they removed their sponsorship of football. The football schools went into the, into the gateway, the gateway was formed. So now they had, now they had a place for their, uh, their, their, their football. And then Tulsa went, you know, and, and played at the higher level. Um, and as a result, the Missouri Valley really wanted to, to elevate and put a lot of money into basketball, which they did. And they, they became su successful at it and, and, um, and, and, and that kind of thing. But the, the, the offshoot of that is I, I think that, you know, the commissioner of the Missouri Valley was, um, he, he was under maybe a little more pressure from from the league, from the uh, presidents to, hey, we we need to be on TV more often. 
uh, why, why aren't why aren't we on TV? And that, and and rightly so. I mean, they they again they wanted to to elevate their uh, visibility, their their basketball footprint. And then I came to the OVC right around this time, and 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 it was really refreshing to me. The OVC knew what they were, and and, and all the people there. They sure they they wanted to to be on TV as many times as they could be and all that kind of stuff. But they 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 just had a more realistic look at everything. And and again, the the people were just really and and not not that anybody else I I you know came in contact with in my career were bad people. I don't mean that at all. But it was just refreshing that the the, the OBC folks knew what they were. They knew how big they were, and and you know they 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 took what they could get. Um, now again, they 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 wanted more, but um, but but they were realistic to know that um, they they knew what their niche was, and and um, I don't know that that was just that that was just refreshing to me, and that they were um, it, it was it was it was it was great to be working with them. It really was. And so after Dan Beebe left, you were the interim commissioner there for a while. And uh, we don't have to get into specifics, but you told me a story about like you got the job and then you had to deal with a high profile sportsmanship issue like right after that. Um, when you're the interim commissioner, how does that work? Well, how was how it uh, to handle the duties when you're sort of the, the in-between person? You know, I know you wanted the job and uh, as well, but uh, when you're not the full-time commissioner, what's it like being the interim? Yeah, it, it, uh, well, I mean, first of all, it was fine. Absolutely fine, um, and um, did, didn't have any um, uh, did, didn't have any um, hardship with it at all. I, I, I think the only thing is being being the interim. Obviously, you didn't want to make any major decisions or do anything because because you knew that um, you know they were going to hire somebody on a permanent basis, whether it was you or somebody else. Um, you you really kind of to wait wanted to wait until that time before. Um, you know, before you you pull the trigger on on, on anything um, major or significant, but um, but yeah, it, it was funny. I mean, Dan uh, Dan left, and um, you know, I don't remember the exact timing, uh, but there was uh, you know he left, and then I was the interim, and it wasn't too long after that. It may have been the next day, it may have been the next week. I don't remember exactly now, but there was a there was actually a fight that broke out between two uh, OVC schools, and so we had to uh, we had to provide some uh, some discipline, um, and um, that wasn't uh, pleasant to do. The fight itself wasn't wasn't pleasant either. But I mean, it did happen, and you know, obviously those things do happen. And I thought, man, what rotten timing uh, here here. <laughs> you know, Dan could have dealt with this, and instead. <laughs> Uh, you know, no sooner does he leave than, than, uh, than this thing breaks out. And, you know, the other thing that I remember about all that is that, you know, all the video capabilities, um, which are much more advanced today, uh, weren't so advanced back then. And, um, you know, just trying to find video of, you know, there's so much video replay these days. Um, trying to find a video of it and then trying to find a, a, a 
you know, a, a form that was in that you could actually watch it was, um, was difficult to do. And, um, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was my first, uh, my first thing I had to do as, as both the interim commissioner and to be honest, I, you know, I, I don't even remember how long that interim period lasted. Um, they, they eventually hired John Steinbrecher, which was great. I mean, John, John did a great job and, you know, he's moved on since then as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a little unique there for a little while. That was part one of my conversation with Ron English. Our conversation went so long, I had to break the podcast into two parts. In a few weeks, we'll drop the second half of our conversation. As we celebrate the 75th anniversary of the OVC, we want to hear from a variety of former coaches, players, and administrators to get different perspectives on what has made the OVC great over the years. Remember to find us on your favorite podcast platform and like and subscribe to help us spread the word. You can also visit ovcsports.com slash podcast for more information. Until next time, take care.